Too many who know the angles Uncover and untangle All the questions and the webs left out to tangle be in I'm Dapper Dang of Austin, and I'm the founder and editor of AmazingSpiderTalk.com, and I own every issue of Amazing Spider-Man, including the annuals. And I'm mischievous Mark Chinacchio, the founder of the Chasing Amazing blog, author of 100 Things Spider-Man Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, and I also own every issue of Amazing Spider-Man, but the annuals don't count. Happy holidays, everybody, and thanks for joining us for a special 12th point oneth episode of the third season of the all-new Amazing Spider Talk. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we look at the Spider-Man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture. If you want to learn everything that we know about Spidey, why not subscribe to our show starting back with the first season? You can enjoy our show on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or your podcast player of choice. We'd love to have you along for our journey through Spidey's past, present, and future. Just head on over to AmazingSpiderTalk.com for all the details about where to subscribe. In this third season of the all-new Amazing Spider Talk, we've been following our favorite web-slinger through the transition into the Bronze Age, a time period that is known for its darker tone and sometimes outlandish stories. Last week, we had some fun diving into detail about the various Spider-Man toys released in the late 70s for Spider-Man fans. As part of that discussion, we talked about several different records with Spider-Man music and stories, and we thought, well, those were fun. Why not release them into our podcast feed for everyone to enjoy? So that's exactly what we're doing. That's right, Mark. I just love these records and want to help share them with the world. So why not indulge in the point one madness that Marvel started? So yeah, we'll be playing a couple of the records in this exact order. So first up will be The Amazing Spider-Man, a rock comic. Then it will be Power Records, The Mark of the Man-Wolf. And then we're going to end the whole thing with Rock Reflections of a Superhero. Three awesome records for you to listen to. Have some fun over the holiday season. So, And we'll go to a little bit of brief details of each as we go through them. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to help us to continue while getting amazing bonus content and additional episodes that we never release publicly, go to our show notes and check out our Patreon page and consider joining our team. To that point, we want to issue a special thanks to Robbie Earl for becoming a new patron and supporting the show's existence. All right, Mark. First up is the first Spider-Man record, The Amazing Spider-Man, a rock comic released in 1972 by Marvel and Buddha Records featuring Rene Auberginois. Man, I, my French really needs some work. He plays Peter Parker, and this record is also notable as the first time that Uncle Ben was ever credited with saying, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. So let's spin the record. It's Spider-Man! Don't let him get away! The cops, where did they come from? They're after me. There he goes! 
wasn't the voice that called me. Nah, the vulture perches where he pleases. <laughs> Got to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Away, you wall-crawling creep. Spider-Man only hides. How did you find out about... You mustn't tell. You mustn't. I'd never tell. <laughs> the vulture would never tell. <laughs> the vulture... He vanished. What's going on? That cry coming from all around me. I must find that voice. <laughs> now the lizard. Where did you come from? It wasn't you that called? That voice. I mustn't let you keep me from that voice. No! No, don't say that! No! No! Can't you hear it? Calling to me? I have to know! What does it matter? Spider-Man, you're a loser! The Green Goblin! It can't be! The vulture, the lizard, and now my most fearsome enemy, the only living creature that knows my secret identity? <laughs> no one cares, Spider-Man. Or shall you say, Parker? <laughs> no one cares if you live or die. And today, you die. <laughs> He's hurling stun pumpkins. <laughs> You're a loser, Parker. No! It isn't true! That voice! Must find that voice! No! It isn't true! Have to go! No! Stop! I can't stand it! Must find that voice! I'm coming! I'm coming! Don't go away! Don't leave me! Don't go away! I'm coming! I'm coming! Stop laughing! Don't go away, I'm coming! No! 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 No. No, don't go away. I'm coming. No! 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 I must have been dreaming. What time is it? The phone. Must answer the phone. <clears throat> Hello? Peter Parker? Yes, yeah, speaking. There's a charming lady here who wants to say hello to you, Parker. Petey, is that you, Petey? Aunt May! Aunt May, where are you? Are you all right? Petey, what's happening? What 
Hello? Aunt May? Are you there? Aunt May, are you all right? Don't worry, kid. She's just fine. The kingpin wouldn't hurt an old lady. Not unless he had to. Now listen, and listen good. I would appreciate a small favor. What do you want me to do? Nothing out of the ordinary. You're the kid that takes all those pictures of Spider-Man for the Daily Bugle. I simply want you to take a picture of Spider-Man for me. We even fixed up a special camera for the job. The thing is that this picture will be Spider-Man's last. You want me to murder Spider-Man? The Kingpin is not a murderer. I simply want you to eliminate a civic menace and perpetual piss. You must be crazy. You dare call the Kingpin crazy? No, listen, punk. You want to see the old lady alive, you'll do exactly as I tell you. I hang up the phone, you go to your front door. Outside, you'll find a package with a camera inside. You've got 24 hours to get the job done. And remember, no tricks. You want to see your Auntie May alive? Spider-Man must die. is on the three, and the little hand is on the six. Uh, that's 36, boss. Soon that web-slinger will have slung his last web. 
and the city will be mine. New York is in for the biggest crime wave in history, and there is no one to stop me. No one to stop the kingpin. Pretty slick kingpin, nabbing the old lady and all that. Spider-Man will never suspect Parker. Hey, nice old lady, boss. Reminds me of my mother. She's fast asleep. Hey, think she makes good lasagna, boss? Shut up and stay away from the old lady. I don't know, boss. Spider-Man's real smart, and this kid Parker. How do we know we can trust him? You dare Ow! question the word of the kingpin? Oh, I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. Sorry isn't enough. Get out. You're lucky I don't break in half, but I feel generous today. Oh. Get out while you're still alive. Okay, kingpin. I'm going. Okay. Now listen, I'm not called the kingpin for nothing. I'm the boss, the boss of all bosses, and don't forget it. The Kingpin's the head of the Magia, the biggest crime syndicate around. I'm 300 pounds of solid muscle. I'm the smartest, and when I choose to be, I'm the meanest. No one can stand up to the power of the Kingpin and live. I'll get to work. I wonder what that punk Parker is up to now. Hey, Carlo. What time is it? Well, uh, the little hand is still on the six, but the big hand is moving to the eight, so, uh, so that's uh, 68. What have my spider powers ever brought but pain to those who love me? Somewhere down there, a frail old lady who never harmed anyone in her life is going to die unless Peter Parker kills Spider-Man. Well, perhaps it is time for Spider-Man to die. Everything bad that ever happened to me was because of my secret identity, because I am Spider-Man. But I wasn't born with spider powers. I wasn't born wearing a mask. Maybe the time has come to give it all up. Spider-Man's got to lose one of these days anyway. I hate to think back, to remember how it all began. When it all started, I never dreamed it could end this way. That fateful day at Midtown High seems light years away. It was a science lecture like any other, or so I thought. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your close attention, please. As these radioactive gamma rays crisscross against each other... We have what is generally referred to as gamma ray radioactivity. Uh, you'll notice, please, that the lower section of this model. It was a billion to one chance, an accident that couldn't happen. And yet, a lone spider, silently descending, was unwittingly subjected to a blast of powerful radiation. And minutes later, as it slowly lowered itself on a thin strand of webbing. Ow! What the blazes? Something bit me. It was a spider. Golly. Why do I feel so strange? Walking home, I couldn't shake the odd sensation which tingled through my body. Then, as a couple of local creeps tried to pick a fight... Hey, look out, Mac. Sorry, uh, I... This will teach you to watch where you're walking, you four-eyed follow-up. I... 
I hardly felt it. My reflex action worked so fast I couldn't control it. I snapped that steel lamppost in two with one punch. Let's get out of here. That cat's Something's happening to me. I've changed. But how? Why? That car coming right at me. Have to leap aside. What's come over me? Am I going mad? I'm scaling this wall just as easily as I can walk. I'm like some sort of giant insect, like a wall-crawling human spider. I raced back to my room. A few simple tests, and I knew the answer. The spider bite had affected my blood. I had gained his powers. In the days that followed, I dreamed up my web shooter. With my spider power, I had superhuman aim and control. I could snare anything. Before long, I designed a costume. As I slipped my spider mask over my head for the first time, I remember the thrill that raced through my body. I only saw fame and fortune in my future. I felt free for the first time in my life. I turned towards the mirror, and Spider-Man was born. It's such a groove to be free. Leave my teenage troubles behind. Lay my past beneath a mask and climb to impossible heights. I never dreamed it could happen to me to finally be free of the clown that was holding me down painfully. But now I am Unbelievably free I only look down on the town That always gave nothing to me It's such a groove to be free Leave my teenage troubles My past needs a mask and fly through fabulous flight. Let it be known the world is my home. Fortune and fame is the name of the game. I'm the man of the hour, and so I'm. Amazingly free Free of the shame, of the pain No longer a man without power Such a groove to be free. 
First, it was a real kick testing my spider powers. As I gained more confidence, there seemed to be nothing I couldn't do. I was sure that I had finally made it. Spider-Man became quite the celebrity. I was even signed to star on a coast-to-coast television show. But as I swung into the studio... Stop him! Don't let him get away! Stop that thief! Oh, you let him get away. All you had to do was keep him from reaching the elevator. Sorry, pal. You're paid for catching bad guys. I'm not. Besides, I've more important things to do. Needless to say, I was a sensation. But minutes later, when I returned home, the bubble burst. Peter Parker? Why, yes, officer. What's the trouble? Now, brace yourself, son. I have bad news. Your Uncle Ben's been shot, murdered. Uncle Ben? Dead? No. No, it can't be true. Well, it was a burglar whom your uncle surprised. But we'll get him. He's trapped in the old Acme warehouse at the waterfront. The neighbors are looking after your aunt next door. Uncle Ben? He was more than a father to me. But he and Aunt May, they, they were the only family I ever had. I've got to go. Got to get that burglar. Come back, Parker. Come back. I know that old warehouse. It's been deserted for years. He could hold off an army in that moldy dump, but he won't hold off Spider-Man. There it is, right ahead. Over there in the shadows. It must be him. Hey, what? I'm not in a costume. Well, whoever you are, this will stop you. How can you move so fast? My second shot will get you. You had it, rat. You'll never shoot anyone again. Because of you, my Uncle Ben is dead. Hey, wait a minute. That face, I'd know it anywhere. You're the thief who ran past me at the TV studio. The one I allowed to escape. I'm as guilty as you are. Uncle Ben, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? All through the funeral... As I stood in the gentle rain with my grieving Aunt May crying by my side, one thought kept haunting me. Because I didn't lift a finger to help catch a criminal, I was responsible for the murder of my Uncle Ben. And so then and there, as my tears mixed with the gentle spring rain, I made a vow that has tortured me through all the years that have followed. Never again would I refuse to use my spider powers whenever they could help the cause of justice. I vowed that as Spider-Man, I would spend the rest of my life making up for the death of Uncle Ben.
time is running out. You've got to decide now, Parker. Aunt May is the only family you've got. She's devoted her life to you. Spider-Man's brought you nothing but grief and suffering. You've got to find the kingpin. Give yourself up. Make a deal. Yet something inside won't let me quit. I can't get that nightmare out of my head. I can still hear that voice calling to me. Who was it? What did he want? It was Uncle Ben. It was Uncle Ben's voice. He must have been trying to tell me something. But what? How? What was it Uncle Ben used to tell me? I remember. He used to say, Petey, never forget. The stronger the man, the heavier the load. With great power comes great responsibility. I can't quit. Sane, insane, loved, hated. It doesn't matter. A man might quit. But Spider-Man is more than a man. I'm a superhero. I must fight on, no matter the personal sacrifice. Because that's what being a superhero is all about. First I find Aunt May, and then I deal with the Kingpin. Let's get it on, webhead.
my spider sense. It's beginning to tingle. So strong, and yet I haven't moved. What's going on? No need for me, my friend. I've come to help. I hear someone talking, but there's no one here. While in my astral form, I'm invisible. Astral form? You will follow me. Come. We must hurry. Follow you? I can't even see you. Quiet, my young friend. You have no choice. Uh, uh, I feel like a puppet guided by invisible strings. The sensation will pass. We have almost reached our destination. form has returned to merge with my physical being. I grant you welcome, Spider-Man. You didn't even turn around. How did you know I was here? Not for nothing am I called Doctor Strange, master of the mystic arts. In the name of the omnipotent Oshtur, I greet you and bid you watch carefully. There is much you must know and little time to tell it. Doctor Strange. Of course, I should have known. Now be silent, and behold what is revealed by the eye of Agamotto. It's her. It's May Parker. Is she all right? Her heart... Quiet, lest you break the spell. Come on, lady. The Kingpin wants to see you. Get your hands off me, you brute. Who do you think you are? Ow! Hey, get back! He wants it! Hey, hey boss! Boss! Get this old floozy off me! I'll show you what I think of your kind. Ow! Threaten my peaty, will you? Take that! And then... The image is fading. We've seen enough. It is time we strike. We? Yes, my friend, we. By the seven rings of Ragador, you shall not fight alone. I have seen too much. I have donned my cloak of levitation. Let us journey together. Right you are, Doc. Let's head cross town. Going cross town, gonna brawl tonight. Gonna kick a tail or two. Teach a bad dude a lesson that you better stop messing with the likes of me and you. Cause we got the power to turn wrong right. If we get together and stand up and fight. Going cross town, gonna roll tonight. Gonna kick a tail or two.
dancing in black and blue. We don't need no blackjack, we don't need no guns. We'll whack them on the fanny and watch them run. Going cross town, going brawl tonight. Gonna kick them once, kick them twice, kick a tail or two. There. Immediately below, the Kingpin's secret headquarters. It's in the abandoned sewer line directly beneath Times Square. The perfect hideout for the Kingpin, right under our noses. It must be extremely careful. The Parker's ants is our attack. The shock may be too much for her heart. Right on the beam, Doc. I will weave a spell that will put her into a death-like sleep. Demons of darkness, from the depths of the deep, your master commands you. Let her eyes close in I... I think the old lady's had it. Good. Save us the trouble. Bring her in the back. I've come for you, Kingpin. It's Spider-Man. Get him. You'll have to be better than that if you want to catch this spider, boys. Dr. Strange, get the old lady out of here. Get that creep in the cloak. Fools! You dare attack Dr. Strange. Demons of the it's gone. Let's get out of here. That guy's crazy. Get back here, you idiots. I'll teach you to run out on the kingpin. They shan't go far. Take care of your business, my friend. I will return. So, Spider-Man, we meet again. Can the small talk, fat man, and let's get it on. Maestro, if you will. but not good enough. Tubby, I'll show you who's Tubby. He had a stun blaster in his cane. Afraid to fight like a man. Well, now it's my turn to raise some cane, lard bottom. I'll squash you like a bug. Got to do better than that to squash this spider. Gas charge in his tie pin. He's trying to get away. Only a fool sticks around when it's better to flee. Maybe this web girdle will slow you down. Do you think your puny webbing can contain the kingpin? We'll meet again, Spider-Man, but next time, I'll pick the plate. Not so fast, kingpin. Your kind must be taught a lesson. Lord of the depths, grant this request. This man who has sinned, make him your guest. Drawn down. It's horrible. I can't watch. 
They must do something. Even the king. Spider-Man, do not interfere. Doctor Strange, how could you do such a thing, even to the kingpin? Who are you to question the wisdom of Doctor Strange? There are more things at work than you could possibly understand. But so that you will not think less of me, I will tell you this much. The kingpin has been swallowed by an illusion. An illusion brought to life by the concept of justice, harbored in his own mind. Perhaps he will return one day. If so, let us hope that he will realize his folly and change his way of living. Doctor Strange is not a man of violence. I deal only with those powers that be. And now farewell. One question, Doc, before you go. How did you know? While in my trance, a silent call came to me from beyond the grave. A call I could not fail to heed. Sensing your dilemma, I had to act. Once again, Doc, I'm beholden to you. Enough said. There is a time to stay, and a time to say farewell. But before I leave, I must ask that you deliver a message to your friend, Peter Parker. Tell him, please, that his uncle Ben is very proud of him today. Strange man, that doctor. Well, I'd better get out of this crummy costume and pick up Aunt May. It's been one long day. I've always felt guilty about the death of Uncle Ben, but I think maybe I'll sleep a little better tonight. Come on, Spidey. It's time to crawl home. Next up is Power Records' The Mark of the Manwolf from the mid-70s, a story meant to be read alongside Amazing Spider-Man number 124. So if you have access to that issue and want to read along, go for it. And if you watch this on YouTube, we'll include images there for you to look at as well. Power Records presents The Mark of the Manwolf. The Amazing Spider-Man has many friends, but Jonah Jameson, publisher of the powerful Daily Bugle, isn't one of them. What is this, Robertson? Be kind to criminals, day. Now, Jonah, all I said was we'd better be sure about our facts before we publicly condemn Spider-Man. If it turns out he is innocent... Innocent? Maybe you don't understand, Robertson. A man has been killed. A man who happened to be a good friend of mine. And I believe that wall-crawling menace is responsible. I know it. So get this, Robertson. Since I can't hire someone to bring that killer in, I intend to see justice done another way, by making the public demand his capture at once. I'm only your city editor, Jonah, but I think you're making a grave mistake. Wait a second, Robbie. We've got company. I'll talk to you later then, Jonah. Hi, Dad. Thought I'd drop by to pick you up for dinner. 
It's time you met my fiance, Christine Saunders. Fiance? Well, I must say, it's about time. Uh, we were finished, weren't we, Robbie? If you say so, Jonah. I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Sorry, Robbie. This is my son, John. John's just retired from astronautics. He was one of the last men to make a moonwalk. Son, this is Joe Robertson, my city editor. Glad to meet you, John. Same here, Mr. Robertson. Sorry we've got to rush off. Moments later, in the hall outside. Dad, would you... Would you excuse me a moment? I... I... John, are you all right, son? You're white as a sheet and you're trembling. I... I'm sorry, Dad. Got a touch of the flu. The flu? You better take care of yourself, John. Like I said, Dad, sorry. I've been under a strain. I'd better get home. Later this same evening, in a brownstone overlooking the Hudson River, a door opens, releasing a sliver of yellow light and the stumbling form of a young man. Nothing I can do. It's happening again. I'm changing. Changing. And in several seconds, we see before us a man-wolf. Whoever was present in this creature a moment ago is Now there is only an animal seeking someone. It runs through the darkness. Now and then it climbs and leaps from roof to roof as it hunts its quarry. And that quarry is man, one particular human. A head, the man-wolf thinks. The one I hunt is a head. One final leap, and he looks across at the human being he seeks. And in one sleek motion, the man-wolf leaps. What in the name of heaven? Who are you and what's the meaning of this? Do you realize who I am? The name is Jonah Jameson, my friend. And I'll have you know, J. Jonah Jameson is not the kind of man to be amused by some sort of infantile... I demand an explanation for this, this ridiculous costume. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. It is then, of course, that Jameson realizes the creature before him is not wearing a costume. And it is then, naturally, that J. Jonah Jameson becomes afraid. And by then, you see, it's already far too late. Good Lord in heaven! No! We hate to leave J. Jonah Jameson at a time like this. But a few minutes earlier, in another part of the city, Peter Parker, boy student, who is otherwise known as Spider-Man, is passing a newsstand. One glimpse of the Daily Bugle and... That does it. This time, Jameson's gone too far. The Spider-Man Menace, a new series by J. Jonah Jameson. Every time something happens in this town, Jameson blames me. According to Mr. Warren, Spider-Man should be hunted down like a mad dog. Innocent till proven guilty. Remember that, Jameson? That's supposed to be the way we live. Why don't you leave me alone, Jameson? Why don't you leave me alone? I've had it, Jameson. You want me guilty? You've got it. I'll show you a menace, Jameson. You just better hope your insurance is paid up, buddy. Because, mister, you're going to need it. I never asked to be bitten by that blasted radioactive spider. But I was, JJJ. And I've tried to make the best of it. But you, you just won't see that, will you? Maybe after tonight you'll be a little saner, JJJ. Maybe after you get a taste of what my wedding can really do, you'll leave me alone. In some people, anger can burn for hours. But in others, it lasts only a minute or two. That's the way it is with Spider-Man, sometimes. Luckily for J. Jonah Jameson, this is one of those times. By coincidence, Spider-Man seems to have arrived at Jameson's apartment just at the right moment. Now, that's a kick in the head. Either Jameson's taken to keeping pets or... Or I just saw a werewolf. Spider-Man, you're in this too. In case you had no experience, I just saved your life. 
Say, Jonah, I didn't think you were so lovable. I'd say White Fang here had a grudge against you. Think about it, Jameson. Have you insulted any real wolves lately? They don't scare me a bit. I've been spoiling for a good fight. It's about time I... Our hero isn't faring too well. Look out, Spider-Man. Look out! Spider-Man, unconscious. It wouldn't be fair to call Jonah Jameson a coward. But at this moment, he is frightened halfway to death. But not frightened enough to resist a snarling man-wolf. What? What do you want with me? Ah! Why me? I... I've never done anything to you. <laughs> never attacked... attacked you. Why did... did you pick me? As though an answer, the man-wolf backs off. And Jameson's eyes draw down And he sees what he has not seen before. Man stares at Wolf, and Wolf stares in turn. And something passes between the two. A wordless communication. A plea for help. Then, without another sound, the man-wolf springs from the window, leaving behind him one very quiet, middle-aged entrepreneur and a slowly stirring Spider-Man. Jonah, what happened to Tall, Dark, and Harry? Don't tell me you beat them all by your lonesome. If that gets out, we'll have to put you up against the heavyweight chain. Say, what's the deal, Jameson? Where are those snappy comebacks? You're not going after him, Spider-Man. I won't allow it. You won't what? After that character tried to kill you? That doesn't matter. It's not important. If you attack him, I'll make you pay, you wall-crawling menace. Look, I'm not your biggest fan, but that monster... Spider-Man, I swear to you, if you move one muscle against that creature, I'll report this as an attempt on my life by you. Am I clear? Loud and clear. Next time, remind me not to play Good Samaritan. Some people have a weird sense of gratitude. Grateful. How can I be grateful to the man I hate most in the world? How can I be grateful when the mad killer he saved me from is my son? Hours pass. The man-wolf leaps and lunges from roof to roof, searching. It can sense its prey. It seems like no other the man-wolf has ever sought. The one who attacked me, who sought to kill me. He is there. The one who must die. Funny. He started this evening all knotted up. Now I, I feel kind of loose. It was the fight with the man-wolf. Somehow it released all my tensions, worked out all my anger. Almost. I can dig the world. You spoke too soon, Spider-Man. Too soon. Oh, no, not the man-wolf again. What are you doing here? If you're looking for a fight, look out. You're pushing us over the edge. We're going to fall. Newspaper of his, but even JJ couldn't pay a man to go this far, not to the point of suicide. For real, Bunny, doesn't quite explain why you want to attack me. But then, as our puzzled hero chances to glance down at his struggling assailant, wait a minute. What's that? But where? I can't remember where. Whoops! I blew it. I lost my attention, my grip, and next on the list is. My life! But a new element is added to the picture. The moon, it's setting. And the legends, that means you're due for a transformation. Just as I thought. Soon you realize what's going to happen when the moon goes down, you split. I'm sorry, people. You're not getting off that easy. Suddenly you've caught my interest with that pendant thing. And there's no way I'm letting you slip out of my hands until... <laughs> I thought, knock on the head you gave me a couple of hours ago, Jameson's pad. 
he isn't aware of it. Our hero is on the right track, and so is a certain publisher. This is my son's apartment. All I can do is pray that I'm wrong. John? Son, are you there? Blasted boy, answer me! Oh, dear Lord, that costume. I'd recognize it anywhere. It's true, then. My son is a man-wolf. John! John, wake up! I demand an explanation at once! Dad... Is that you? Of course it's me, John. And I'm alone. Now, will you tell me what's happened to you? What sort of insanity? I wish I were insane, Dad. It'd be easier to accept than this. For a moment, Jonah J. Jameson stares at the man he calls his son. And when he speaks again, his voice is softer. Tell me, John. Please. I want to help. If only you could. There's nothing you or anyone can do. This is my nightmare. I've got to get out of it myself just as I got into it, all by myself. It all started six months ago at Cape Canaveral with the takeoff of a special unscheduled moon flight. It was the same as the previous public flight every way to I found something on the moon's surface. A rock. Something just I could perceive. Right then, I was determined that it would be mine. Back on Earth, I had a friend who worked in the quarantine center. With a little coaxing, I got him to borrow the moon rock for me. I had my rock made into a pendant, and I took to wearing it around my neck. Didn't think much about it at first, until one night, I was taking the turnpike up to New York for a late dinner date with my fiancée, Christine. Something happened to me. Something inexplicable. That's funny. Suddenly I feel tired, exhausted. Mustn't be getting enough sleep. Either that or it's this blasted night driving. It wasn't the night riding. It was the moon. The sudden light touched me. I glanced up, and it was then that it began. The pendant, glowing, something about the moon. Lord in heaven, what's happening to me? Every month since then, I've been transformed. And to date, none of my efforts to stop that transformation have succeeded. Not even the radiation suit I had made to cut out the lunar rays. The first time I wore it, last night, the suit came apart. Just like my chances to see this madness through alive. Don't talk like that, son. It's obvious you haven't thought this out at all. Why not just take off the pendant? Don't you think I've thought of that, Dad? I have tried to remove the stone, but it's too late. It's grafted itself to my skin, permanently. Seven hours have passed. Seven hours? And now it's time to get on the trail of the man-wolf. In another part of the city, at that certain brownstone, we find... It's not like John to ignore a date. I hope he isn't sick. He has been acting oddly these past few weeks. Hmm, that's funny. And I can hear the bell ringing upstairs. And if that isn't John up in the window, I need glasses. He wants to pretend I'm not here? All right, I'm not here. And upstairs. Now it's your turn, Dad. Better leave. Something changes in me when I become that thing. I want to hurt the people I love, like Christine, and like you. Now, son, if you're trying to tell me the reason you attacked me was to kill me, that's utter nonsense. You wanted my help, don't you see that, John? And you, you couldn't stop yourself, your animal self, from, 
from... <laughs> Meanwhile, a few blocks away, Spider-Man starts on his moonlight journey. Hurry, Spider-Man, hurry! Great what a good night's sleep can do. I almost feel like myself again. Now, what was going through my mind? A pendant. A pendant. Hey, wait a minute. My subconscious must have been working overtime because it just put two and two together and came up with four. That costume the man-wolf was wearing. It wasn't fabric. It was some sort of insulation material, the kind used on spacesuits for astronauts. And it just hit me who I know that has an astronaut's son. And who was attacked by a werewolf in astronaut clothing? J. Jonah Jameson. A quick glance in the Manhattan telephone directory tells our hero what he needs to know, and so... Maybe I'll have some good luck for a change. Bingo! Looks like I've hit the jackpot. It's the man-wolf. Here we go again, Wolfie. This time, I have a theory to try out. It's my guess that pendant is what's making you a werewolf. And so it has to come off. Even if I have to tear it off. Spider-Man, what's happening to him? He's... he's changing. Dear Lord, I didn't realize... The pendant had grafted itself onto his skin. The transformation begins, and the identity of the monster becomes apparent, all too painfully apparent. John, son, are you all right? He's just fine, Jameson, now that this thing's off him. Better get him a doctor, though. Fast. Doctor? What? The publicity? Publicity? Your son's life was at stake, not to mention the lives of people he might have killed. Let's hope we stopped him in time. Johnny, are you okay? Mr. Jameson, is he okay? Answer her, Jameson. Tell her everything's real swell. Maybe someday you'll even begin to believe it yourself. Spider-Man, wait! I... Save it for the papers, Jonah. Save it for tomorrow. And so ends another adventure of the amazing Spider-Man. Well, we hope you enjoyed the Mark of the Man-Wolf because now we're moving back to the music for Rock Reflections of a Superhero, a concept album told entirely from Peter Parker's point of view, released in 1975 by Lifesong Records and a favorite of mine. This is really fun stuff, so I hope you guys enjoy it.
Effortlessly, he glides between the tallest buildings in mammoth New York City, but has he really kissed his old way of life goodbye? There are many mysterious forces at work as he silently views the city from a perch high atop a skyscraper. Surely his bizarre and unique position of dual identity brings on its own unexpected traumas. What is Spider-Man really thinking? So much for the webhead's present state of mind. 
Before we go any further, let's backtrack a bit and focus once again on the modest life of Peter Parker before his fate decreed that he become a superhero. The setting is Midtown High, where Peter is far from being the biggest man on campus. The faculty are fond of this clean-cut, hard-working honor student. His Uncle Ben thinks he is a special lad. His Aunt May thinks the sun rises and sets upon her nephew. But among his peers, Peter Parker is regarded as Midtown High's only professional wallflower. Yes, for some, being a teenager has many heartbreaking moments. But Peter possesses an inner strength, which evolves his deep and secret hurt into the ammunition of determination, vowing to one day show to those who belittled him the stuff that he is made of. Square boy, you gotta get cool, get cool, square boy, you gotta get cool. Square boy, you gotta get cool, get cool, square boy, you gotta get cool. Peter was a boy, an average all-American U.S. man, minding his own business in this crazy world, but the world wouldn't leave well enough alone, 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 alone. He had some problems with the girls, he didn't quite know how to strike up a conversation, no. Communicate with the feminine nation. Oh, in summation, you could say he was an egghead. But then one fateful day in the science lab, Peter shuffled in a grublet and I feel him so sad. He said, Hey, Doc, hey, Doc, what you doing today? We're goosing up the juice on the atomic ray. I said, uh, So they laughed at him for being a bookworm, eh? Well, with his powers now including agility, super strength, and the ability to cling to walls and ceilings like a spider, he's a new man. Only a science major could have created a spider costume thin enough to wear unseen under his street clothes. Only he could have developed web shooters which, when shot, 
would harness fleeing criminals or allow Spider-Man to swing from building to building, he has pulled himself up by his webbing. So look out, world. Here comes Spider-Man. are shining bright, I feel so high. New York City, you look brand new. I can see you from a new point of view, yeah. I can see you from a new point of view. Hang-ups used to bring me down. A twist of feet turned it all around. Now I escape to a higher ground, cause I'm free. So Peter Parker embraced the first sweet days of success. He decided he had no need for any excess involvement with humanity outside of Uncle Ben and Aunt May. From that time on, he would just look out for number one. He cashed in quickly on his new status. Anybody knows if a man appears on TV who seems to be more spider than human, he'll be an overnight sensation. Well. You can imagine how the public reacted to Spider-Man. He was everyone's superhero, the sensation of the nation. How, how do you say you dig something? How do you say... 
One evening, as Peter Parker returns home from a personal appearance, he finds a police car in front of his home. Inside, he's confronted by the worst of all possible shocks. Uncle Ben has been murdered. Quickly changing to Spider-Man, he spins and leaps across town to an old warehouse where the police have cornered the killer. Thwarting the criminal with his spider powers, Spider-Man suddenly recognizes him as a thief he had encountered before, but didn't stop when he had the chance. 
If only he had halted that evil long ago, his uncle would still be alive. It's a lean, silent figure that fades into the gathering darkness, having learned in the most tragic way that with great power must also come great responsibility.
It happened suddenly, without any warning, Gwen Stacy entered Spider-Man's life, capturing him faster than any super foe could have done. How he bared his soul, how his childish heart pounded madly in breathless anticipation of each meeting with her. Let's return together to that memorable moment so long ago. Fortified with a confidence that his super strength had given him, Peter Parker tells Gwen Stacy how much he cares for her, but in such a way that she recognizes the maturity and depth of his feelings, the shining innocence of his idealism. You with your new start You 
Life is full and exciting to those who are in love. It is no different for Peter Parker. For days he can be seen around Fun City, one of New York's most colorful figures, swinging free and easy on a thin strand of webbing. Through the mid-evening November sky, he swoops down into the window opening of his apartment, a long, pleasant day winding down. Ah, this is the life, eh, Webhead? He lays down to rest, nothing but clear skies. But in Peter Parker's life, nothing progresses according to formula. Night falls and takes my hand. Sleeping calls, but this brain seems to work over time. Yes, this brain seems to work over time. And with sleep comes the awesome dream. dreams, his spider sense begins to tingle, a prelude night after night to a comic drama which grows larger and more frightening with each thought. Peter's sudden exposure earlier to fame and success has taken its toll on our superhero. In a nightmare that violates all convention, he witnesses a gloating Dr. Octopus at the command of a worldwide rally of his brainwashed disciples.
Terrifying as that dream is, it is only a whisper to the harsh voice of reality that Peter Parker is about to hear. His pulse is pounding. The Green Goblin suddenly appears without warning. Tingling with anticipation, Spider-Man would be more reluctant to fight the Emerald Fiend if he could foresee Gwen Stacy's body falling, as it will, out of his spider reach. Play with a fear. Roll it around on your tongue. Savor the fateful, fascinating flavor. Spider-Man's mind is in motion. The stage is set. The cards have been dealt. He is now no more than a puppet in the shadow of his own destiny. The battle that took place high atop the bridge was destined to be the most fateful one of all. As the Green Goblin flies away, battered and weakened, a bruised and exhausted Spider-Man raises himself up to find that the only victim proved to be a girl named Gwendolyn. His hopes and dreams of love are gone. He kneels beside her lifeless body. Ignoring the approaching police sirens, Peter Parker whispers gently in her ear as the echoes of his words carry him to her reaching for her, trying to bring her back to share life with him again.
He's a hero, if you will, a hero whose dreams have turned to nightmares, who walks in step with tragedy and death, but still he perseveres, for such is the haunting fate of Spider-Man. Take a look at myself I've got to put the past behind me And bury my sorrow I've got to stop Take a hold of my life There's no more room for second guessing I must think of tomorrow I've made mistakes I can't undo I can't replace the life I knew I've got to start out new And time will show me the way I'm gonna let time show me the way I've got to start tormenting myself chance and stop this nightmare or live with it always I've got to go go ahead with the dreams that are fighting so hard for me for they are mine everyone put your your lighters down there will be no encore thanks for joining <laughs> us for our 12.1 episode of our third season of the all-new amazing spider talk dan that's almost as hard for me to say as a bear uh dan what's coming down the pike for our show it's the one time you nailed that name. You're putting me to shame. Like, uh, you butcher names on the show every week, and that's the one you get. The one I can't get. Did you take French in high school? Not, not in the least. I was, I was due for one, Dan. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Well, uh, we hope everyone has a happy holiday. 
Keep an eye on your feed in the new year for a special surprise episode from us. I'm not saying what it is. And eventually we'll release the episode 13, the final episode of our season three coverage and our discussion of the spectacular Spider-Man comic series with some special guests. Oh, that's going to be fun. Also, for our Patreon subscribers, be sure to check out our Patreon page and your podcast feed this week for a special review of Amazing Spider-Man number 37. There's no better place to join on the Patreon bandwagon than to join us for our exciting coverage of the Nick Spencer run. Remember, for just $3.99 a month, the price of a new comic, you'll get access to our exclusive new issue reviews, b-book reviews, extended interviews, mailbags, and more. And for $10 or more a month, you'll get access to some awesome commission artwork this season from Barry Kitson. Also, be sure to check out our sister show, The Untold Talks of Spider-Man. Plus, we've also got the amazing Spider-Slack community for you to join. Just check out this episode's description for a link to join our Spider-Man talking community. And lastly, a special thank you to Rick Coast, our amazing, spectacular, adjectiveless web of sensational editor who cut together this very episode. Rick, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and where we can find your work this holiday season? You can find my work at modernaudiodrama.com as well as rickcoast.com. This links there to my shows, some of the podcasts I've worked on, some of my other writings and, and all that. So happy holidays, everybody, and have a wonderful and safe New Year's Eve. Awesome. Thanks again, Rick. And Mark, where can we find you online this week? Well, of course, you can find me online at Twitter at ChasingASMblog. You know, you probably won't get it in time for December 25th, but, you know, if anyone wants to get a gift for the new year, you can always find my book, 100 Things Spider-Man Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Dan, where can we find you both on in the Spider-Man world and I guess uh, the Star Wars world as well, right? Oh, yeah. It's that time of year, Mark, where Star Wars takes back over. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at SupSpiderTalk, as always. By the time you'll hear this, I'm, I'll be done my coverage of The Mandalorian. So if you want to check that out, go to TV Guide and you can read my recaps of The Mandalorian, which I think are really funny. So even if you've already finished the show and you want to have a bit of a laugh about it, go check those out. And I'm also writing a bunch of pieces for The Hollywood Reporter on the rise of Skywalker, a bunch of kind of fun articles there about it. Uh, I wrote one today making fun of Palpatine's insane plan in that movie. Go check that out over at thehollywoodreporter.com. But Mark, it's the holiday season. We're gathered with our families and celebrating a new year coming into existence. And, you know, I have a, a bunch of resolutions I'm going to make. But one resolution that remains firm for me is our motto on the show. Mark, what is that motto? Is that the motto about roasting chestnuts on an open fire, Dan? I've never actually done that. No, I, I, I actually tried to roast chestnuts in an oven once, but it wasn't really an open fire. And they didn't really come out great because I think you got to like, cut them away so the shell splits open it, it was a mess it was like canadian bacon dan our wheat our cakes wheat cake. well no the wheat cakes came out good and you 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 can attest to that <laughs> yes your wheat cakes were good so if people buy mark's book they can make wheat cakes with his wheat cake recipe and and be assured that they're going to be right, good but there's no recipe for chestnuts but the other thing that the book talks about of course is our mantra which is with great podcasts, there must also come the all-new Amazing Spider Talk. Don't, don't miss the next installment.